0: I'm dealing with this idea that Alan kind of started us on. It's called light carriers. And the word of life that we have been given is not just a casual, I brought you into a belief system. Jesus did not bring us into a belief system. Jesus brought us into a relationship That is our very life source. Okay? If you're taking notes, write this down. God did not bring us into a belief system. He brought us into a relationship that is our very life source. So I cannot just do the Sunday thing. I cannot just do a Wednesday evening Bible study thing. This is my Sunday through Sunday. Everyday living. This is my very life source. So I want to start with this scripture here in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message we have heard from Him and proclaim to you, that God is light. In Him, there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness we lie and don't practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. This is a very important passage. And for this series, just for homework, for those of you who like homework, read the full book of First John. Because I want to set a context for, actually, I'll give you a few passages. Not, you guys are not going to get off that easy. First John, we have to read it then. yeah, you have to read it at home. Okay, because I'm not going to talk about all of it. Okay, so 1 John, Philippians chapter 2, 1 Thessalonians 5, Ephesians 4 through 6. All right, I'll say it again. 1 John, the whole book, Philippians chapter 2, 1 Thessalonians 5, Ephesians 4 through 6. And you will see the reason why I have chosen these sections. Okay, Because the point is God has made you a child of light It's not just in a tangential way like Oh I guess because God is bright so I'm connected to it So therefore I'm ah, children of light No, there is a very specific role you play in this earth today Which is carrying the light and essence of who God is It's not just a trivial thing You don't get to be like everybody else That's the problem. We all want to be connected to Christ. But we want to still be myself. I just want to be who I am. The way I think. The way I think I was made. The way I think I should be. The things I should be able to enjoy. I get to decide all that. And Jesus is like. You cannot have. Part of me. You either have all of me. And that means I have all of you. It's a oneness thing. You will see this come out in marriage, which is where you'll find that in Ephesians 5. But this whole idea that God is never looking for parts of your, your soul. He's not looking for part of your life. He's looking for all of it. Which is why when we dedicate our children, we're saying, Lord, we commit ourselves to making everything about our life you. Everything my finances, our mealtimes, our bedtimes, the way we talk about generosity, the way we talk about friendship, we anchor it not in our human kindness. We do not anchor it in good feelings and thoughts. We anchor it in the work of Jesus and Jesus alone. It takes time. Does that mean we always get it right? No. No. As parents, we're not going to get it right all the time, but we commit ourselves to it. And this passage in 1 John is really highlighting the need for us to recognize that we are not perfect. However, you are perfected in Jesus alone. So it sets this context for you can never call yourself a sinner. Do you remember about a few weeks ago if you were part of our church meetings? The problem is, we have a context in the evangelical movement of saying we're sinners saved by grace. It's a fact. However, we love the title sinner, we love that badge. Why? Because then I can excuse all the times I screw up. Right? Because I'm just a sinner. No, you are not. You are someone who was purchased. With the precious blood of Jesus. You have been washed clean. Of your past. And including your present and future. Except First John is saying. Don't use that as an excuse. To say oh well now I have no sin in me. He's like hey hang on buddy. If you act like as if you have no sin. You're a liar. He basically. He doesn't even mince words. He's like you. You're a liar. If you say you don't have any sin. You're a liar. But. If the work of Jesus is there, he says, every time you fall short, quickly repent. Do you hear me? The call for us to repent of anything that is not of light. Anything that kind of touches the boundaries of darkness. Anyone remember Lion King? But what about the shadowy place? (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm 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 a dad. All right. Hey. So it's like you always, and this is like a human trait of wanting to find what's on the outer reaches of the kingdom. I want to find out what's behind there. No, God has set boundaries for you for your good. He is not holding out on you. So when we make him the center of our life, we're not going to get gypped. He's not going to jip you out of something that could have been better if you had seen it. And that was the lie that started in the garden. God knows that if you eat, you will will see things just like He does. It's like God was anyway sharing everything. God wasn't holding out. But the assumption or the, the allegation that God might be holding out on you... That is what 1 John says. In God, there is no darkness at all. God is light. In Him, there is no darkness at all. So if we say we have fellowship with Him, while we walk in the darkness, we kind of cozy up to darkness, we say, well, I can choose this and that. I will find my own way. We lie and don't practice the truth. Can you put that up? Verse 2, sorry, verse 6. So verse 6 says what? If we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Sorry, I'm, I'm still in First John chapter 1, verse 5 through 10. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light... We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus will cleanse you of all those places where you have fallen short. So don't deceive yourself. So what I'm trying to, the crux of my message today is stop kidding yourself by doing this double like little dance thing. There are things of darkness that we all entertain. First Thessalonians 5 verses 3 says, while you will find, right now we're living in a time where people will say, there is peace and security. Everybody, let's, you know, if we can only reach a peace accord and we will all be fine. Everybody calm down. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. You'll find people do that. But suddenly, destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman. All the mothers know what that's like. Right? And they cannot escape what can they not escape but you are not of the darkness brothers for that day will for that day to surprise you like a thief for you are children of the light children of the day we are not of the night or of darkness so let us not sleep like the others do but let us be awake and sober then it makes an analogy of just the things that happen in the night. Drunkenness and things. So we don't get drunk with this sort of, I'm going to be all safe by myself. You have been joined to the work of God. Since we belong to the day, let us be sober. This is verse 8. Having put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. So I want you to remember something. God has joined you to himself to reflect who he is. You're not here for this time period because this time is going to end so suddenly. Right now, everyone's busy looking at their 401ks and how, what, what the Dow is doing today. That's the stuff that everyone's talking about. Everyone, how many of you have talked about the gas prices in the last two days? Right? How many of you have spent time talking about the fact that Jesus is coming soon? Do you see my point? We are so busy with the things of this world. And we forget there is few hours of light left. And guess who the children of light are? Sitting over here. And what do we spend our time talking about? Gas prices. Is it bad to talk about gas prices? No. But I'm trying to give you the context for there is no urgency in our spirit to say there are people who are dying out there who need to know that Jesus saves, that Jesus is not requiring like some angry judge somewhere. He has given us a free gift. Do you know that there are many people who do not know that there is a free gift? 1 John chapter 2. As you can see, I'm working through 1 John. My little children, I'm writing these things to you that you may not sin. So, why is he writing this book to to them? So that they don't sin. But he's saying, you you need to first of all come clean that you are going to screw up. If you try and act like as if you're some Mr. Holy Goody Two Shoes, you're lying. So he's like, okay, we've established that you're not Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. Now, he says, I'm writing to you these things so that you do not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He's the one who paid. He took the penalty for our sins. That's what that word propitiation means. And not only for ours, but the sins of the whole World, There is not a single person that you have in your sphere of influence that is not covered by the all-powerful work of Jesus. This free gift has been given for anyone who will receive. Anyone. But that receiving can only happen by a revelation of who Jesus is. So when we bring light into dark places, what we are doing is, Lord, we make our appeal to God, and we are making our appeal to people. Be reconciled to God. Please, my brother, my sister, my friend, parent, uncle, aunt, whoever, respond to the work of Jesus. And this we know, that we have come to know Him if we keep His commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. So guess what gives you an assurance of the things that you have received from God? A lifestyle that walks in light. That's what he's trying to highlight here. The problem is, We want a Christianity that we can do on Sundays. And I can F-bomb it all the way through Saturday. Why? Because I'm just that guy. Now, I I will put my hands up as someone who, as a teenager, struggled tremendously language-wise. I mean, every third word, you would not think this, but... Every third word was an F-bomb or an S-bomb or something else. Like, that was just the way I spoke. And I thought nothing of it until God said, Hey, again, not in judgment, like I cannot believe I allowed you to become a child of God. (laughs) But rather, He came to me and He said, Son, I have brought you out of darkness. Why are you playing around with that? Because the testimony of my light was compromised... When I was in front of other people. Who were not in the light. I just looked like everybody else. I was happy being just like everybody else. Because there wasn't really a cultural code. That spoke against it. So I was happy to just maintain it. Do you understand? So does good language make you more Christian? Nope. Does it make you more acceptable by God? Nope. However. If he is in the light, and I say I walk with him, shouldn't I also start to show the signs of this light kind of lifestyle? So much so that when people who are around me say, wow, this guy used to be like, he used to curse like a sailor all the time. I don't know why sailors get a bad rap, but, <laughs> you know. But it, it used to be something that was a big stumbling block for me. So I'm not highlighting language here. I'm just using it as a very common example of places where we just compromise. We're like, you know what I meant. I'm just ticked off. I was just letting off some steam. I get that. I get it. We all have those days. I mean, my wife and I, sometimes we look at each other, we're like, if I could only say the words that I feel inside, you know? And it's usually around our kids or something. But it's one of those things where you have to realize, I have been brought into a place of light and the temptation to just party with darkness just for a little while. Why? Because I'm just me. No. Don't give yourself that free pass. That, this, this is why I'm saying you are not a sinner. You are someone who has been found in Jesus. So when you do sin, when I do, I mean, recently I blew it. I said some, really, and it wasn't swear words, but it was just like, very bad language like just crude and very demeaning words came out of my mouth and I was like this is the same mouth I use to bless God that's what James talks to us about he says you use how can fresh water and dirty water come out of the same spring that's James in, in the book of James he gives us that illustration that doesn't make sense. Like how, so, and that is why an unbelieving world, when they look at you, they're like, this guy talks a great game on Sunday. Well, I saw him at levity the other day. He was just like, oh. I'm like, what was going on with this guy? How we behave, how we handle ourselves matters not in a religious credo sense, but in the sense of saying, I belong to Jesus, so I value that. Ephesians chapter 4. So let's jump to Ephesians now. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds. So there's a way that this world operates that just seems normal. It's just normal. I'm just being normal. So write it down for yourself. You were not made to be normal. If normal is operating how this world does. They are darkened in their understanding. And this is what you need to understand. You are not like them for a specific reason. It's not to create an us-them thing. Can you hear me very clearly on that? This is not an us-them thing. But what you have received is a light to live. It's almost like someone who is in a cave. You're no, no longer any different than anyone else in the cave. But you've been given a, head, a headlamp. So if you walk around like everybody else, isn't that kind of silly? Like you should be the one to say, hey, don't go there. Walk this way. There's a responsibility we have in this time. There needs to be a sense of urgency and care for what we call the us and them. The them, we should have a care for. But don't copy them. That's what the scripture is saying. Stop copying them. You turn off your headlamp and you're like, well, let's just keep going. Don't do that. They have become, our alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of heart. So if you have received Jesus, do not behave like someone who has no connection to God. They have become callous and given up themselves to sensuality, greedy, to practice every kind of impurity. But is that the way that you learn Christ? This is a question for each of us. Is that the way you learned about Jesus? Like just following whatever seems right to you? No, there was a certain clear decision moment where you said, I realize that my way is not going to cut it. Assuming that you heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. What is this truth? What is this truth? To put off the old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. This is not a pipe dream, my friends. This is your birthright. This is who you have been made to be. You are not just rehashing or trying to live a better kind of life. Everything for your life comes from him now. Could someone grab me another water? In Philippians chapter 2, thank you. It says in verse 12, Therefore, my beloved... As you have obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and with trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to work His good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling and disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God. Without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Do you see the context that God is setting us up for? He is not putting a pressure on us to be some, some, perfect, some perfected beings that somehow everybody's going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't ever do what that guy does. But rather to be that light that draws people to the ways of God. But the way we handle ourselves has to change. We cannot operate according to the norms of the world around us. Going back to 1 John, in chapter 2 and verse 15, it says, Do not love the world or the things of this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh... The desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but from the world. And this world is passing away with all of its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. The reason why I'm taking time with the Scripture is because we often have a very limited view of walking out the things that we have received. We think it's okay to just believe them. We think it's fine for me to just agree with them. In in thought, in theory, yeah, I agree. You know, God's designed us for holiness. Except I have no desire or intention to practice holiness. God has designed me for righteousness. My life comes from Him, except I have no expectation To ever walk or live righteous. Why? Because I'm busy being normal. I'm busy being just like every other mom and dad. So what we did here this morning. I hope you see it it was so appropriate. That we took time to dedicate ourselves to raising these children. Because it puts a finer point on there are people watching. There are people who have not seen the light that we have yet. They live in my house. So I have a responsibility as a child of light to model what it is to walk in the light. Am I going to get it perfect? No. Take that load off yourself right now. However, we do have an advocate. So every time we stumble, do our children see us humble ourselves, go back to God and say, Lord, I messed up. It's one of the most excruciating things in our marriage. Like when our kids see us just like lose ourselves. And it'll be sometimes a few minutes later, sometimes a few hours later. But we have to have a family meeting. And we're like, (laughs) your dad was totally out of line. I was, I blew it. And I need to repent so that they get used to repenting. Otherwise, we get to oh, I guess that was just awkward. let's just, <laughs> let's just move on. <laughs> life's happening. <laughs> no, no. And that's the kind of people we have raised, and some of us have been raised that way. Mind you, some of us do not know how to admit we were wrong. It's a bad thing. It's toxic in marriage. It's even worse when you're raising kids. Because guess what? Dad and mom are never wrong. But they blow it every day and I watch it. So what kind of parenting or what kind of life are we trying to teach our children to live? If we are never wrong, but are explicitly wrong. Like there is no two ways about the fact that we were wrong. But there is no need to admit it dad doesn't need a savior because he can save himself. Mom sure doesn't need a savior because she's mom. And that's the kind of toxic relationships we grow up with and we never address this is how I have learned to deal with God. When God points something out, you're like, you're just finding fault with me. And you just walk away. And he's like, no, I love you. So when God puts his finger on something in your life, he is not chewing you out like your husband would or your wife would or your kids would, whoever. Like whatever that relationship you have in your life that has taught you to walk away from confrontation, to walk away from discipline, to walk away from correction. We live in a generation today where correction is the worst thing. Correction is somehow antithetical to me being me. I, you're somehow you're, you're, you're cramping my style. It's not who I am. Guess what? All of who you are shouldn't be. Just frankly. Guess what? Go get a job. Then you can talk about X, Y, or Z. About how your dad spends his money. Just certain things like that. Like when you're corrected as an adult, we don't know how to take it. So it makes for very toxic work environments, church environments. Oh, but in church, we go the other extreme. Everybody wants to correct everybody, except deal with the stuff in our own backyard. We need to learn that there is. we are modeling light in everything that we do. So if the light that is in us is darkness, Scripture talks about this. How great is the darkness? If we act like as if we have light, but it is actually just more darkness, more judgment, more like parading for the sake of everybody else. How deep that darkness is. We're kidding ourselves and the people who are watching us say, is that what your Jesus does? Heck no. I don't, don't sign me up. I'm not coming to your church. And that's the kind of relationships we have. But Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1 says this. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. Not hated children or servants who are trying to get accepted by a master. As what? As dearly loved children. He loves you as a child of his. He has invested his very essence into who you are. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. In 1 John chapter 2, it says, in 28, and now little children, abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink back when we see him coming. There needs to be a certain joy that we have Expecting the work of Jesus and expecting his return. He has called you to a life that is practiced. Not just suddenly, oh, well, I signed up for the right belief system or I went to the right church meetings or I got dedicated as a kid or I got baptized when I was this old or all of those things mean nothing if what? If the Contract is not in my heart. Do you see that that passage which I read while we were dedicating the children from Deuteronomy? The issue is, is the laws of God something that has your heart? Israel got all busy with trying to make sure they did everything right. But they did not want to give God their heart. And God laments over this fact repeatedly. He's like, I want your heart. You keep coming to me with all kinds of good words. You talk to me. You sing nice songs on Sunday. But your heart is not even in the same town. And God is like, I'm calling to you as my child. Come and learn from me. Come spend time with me on the job. There are things to be done. There are people To be set free. Right now in Indiana County, there are people who are waiting for an encounter with God. And you are the person God is going to use. And it doesn't have to be flashy. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't even have to have your Bible. Guess what? The light is inside. But don't behave like them. Do you understand? You cannot expect to model a different kingdom if you're just behaving like everybody else. And then suddenly it looks phony to them. They're like, hang on a minute. Just about five minutes ago, I heard you talking about this person and that person. Gossip is a big problem. Hatred is a big problem. In the church, one of the biggest issues I see right now, the amount of hatred I see in the church of God... For people. Sure, they're walking in darkness. They were never to be held according to the standards of God. How do you expect someone who has no relationship with God to walk according to the standards of God? But the light that you have, how you model gentleness in holding to truth will make a difference. But we would much rather clobber them for not doing what we do. Do you understand? And this is where I see a a lot of what's happening right now in the world. The church does not have a good reputation. Period. Why? Because we're busy trying to copy the things of light. But in lifestyle, we are just as hateful as someone who is not connected to God. The fact that hatred could run our lives... Shows the signs of light are not there. So that begs the question. What are the places of my life that I have traded in a live relationship with God and saying, Lord, take a hold of my heart. You think I'm not upset about the things that are happening politically in our country? You think I'm not upset about some of the policy we see happening in our nation? Absolutely. But I will never let that be a pretext for hatred. Because these are people that Jesus loves. These are people that Jesus wants to turn the lights on. I'm busy saying you're never going to get it. It becomes an us and them thing. And that's not the gospel. If people reject the gospel, that's their choice. You hear me? We are not accountable for people's choices with the gospel. But I have a responsibility to my heavenly father to be a light. To say, hey, we're in this dark cave. I've got the headlamp. Walk this way. Don't fall off that ditch. Don't fall over there. Walk this way. And sometimes... In a crowd of a hundred people, you might see one person turn. That is totally worth it. Sometimes we always want, again, this is this whole idea of wanting to change the world. This is a common theme in our current America. Everybody wants to change the world, but we're not willing to change the things we have in front of us. Everyone wants to talk about the Supreme Court. Everyone wants to talk about DC. Guess what? We'll get to that. It's okay to talk about that. But what are you doing in your household? What are you doing with the people that God has put in your immediate circle? Are you loving them like Jesus would love them? Are you shining a light to your children? Because guess what? They are learning your love or hatred from you. The way we behave around our children, they learn that. The flippant way we talk about people, and this is, again, again, I, (laughs) I did not mean this to be one of those services where I talk about all the things I think we need to address, but I think we do need to address it. There is a very flippant way we currently in America have learned to talk about each other. We're very careless with our tongues, these are people God has made. Sure, I disagree with these people. Sure, I disagree with X, Y, or Z. But I am a child of light. There's no point in me talking about the problem if I'm not willing to bring the light. I've been given the tools. For this time period, I've been given the tools. And I need to walk it out. So I'm going to close here. I would just encourage you to love people fully. According to the love that you have received, love people back. This is a light and truth thing. It's not something that you can just copy. It's something that comes out of relationship with him. It's not your do goodness. Your your human kindness is not going to win the day. But when you're connected to Jesus and he has a hold of your heart, not just your theology, when he has a hold of your heart, he will say, stand in the gap on this one. And to something else, he'll say, let that go. It's not your battle to fight. Right? There are certain things when raising our kids, especially since we're on that topic. I would encourage you, learn to heed the voice of God in raising your children. This is not something I need to tackle right now. This is a place that needs to be loved out of distress, while other things need to be stopped in its tracks. Do you hear me? It is something where it's it's, it's a heart of God thing, of understanding the way your child should go, and saying, no, this is something where I need to lean into what God's doing in my child, and other things, you will stop that right now, and it's not going to go any further. You put a boundary down. But God will teach you. God will train you. All you have to do is saying, Lord, I don't know. I'm not going to go to Instagram or TikTok for this. Everybody's hacks are hacks. Guess what? That's what they are. They're all hacks. You have the very source of life, the very source of light for your child. But we would go to mom or dad groups or just some random person spouting off on TikTok. Are some of those things useful? Sure. But please, as we all know, each of our children are uniquely made. Don't just go and apply things you hear on the internet. Please pay attention to the children God has given you. All right. That's our parent thing for today. Let's just give thanks for what God's given us. Father, we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the gift of our children, Lord, especially this Sunday. Lord, help us to be parents who don't always have to get it right. Help us to be parents who let go of our pride, Lord, and humbly present ourselves to you for correction in ways of godliness, but also that we might be good examples as children of light. Help us, Lord, as we commit ourselves to these tasks.